This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out. What do you got? We've all had those target runs where we say we're going for one thing and then you come out $200 (laughs) deep, right? I feel like we've all done that. You go to Starbucks and then you do your thing. Well, Target has so much inventory and needs to cut its prices, specifically in like home goods and clothing. They are saying that because of the pandemic, they have all this merch that they need to get rid of. They didn't specify how much the discount's going to be, but there will be a lot of uh, prices slashing in those particular goods. They're not the only retailer doing that. Macy's is also doing it, Kohl's and Walmart, just because they have so much inventory and they're finally getting new things and they're like, we need to make room for all this stuff. So I can't give you specifics, but you know, we all have those times where we go specifically to Target and uh, throw too I much mean, Target the is not the store I generally do that. Um, is it costume? But you know what the store is? Um, Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh. Where they have I, a surplus of inventory and then they got to discount it? Yeah. Whenever Dick's Sporting Goods has like a sale, I generally tend to go and I'll buy stuff. Like I'll give you an example. Um, they, I was there a couple of weeks ago because they were having a sale on like youth sports stuff. And uh, I went to our favorite place, the Delamo Mall. Uh, there's a Dick's Sporting Goods there on the premises. Me and I went over there and young Mateo went with me. Because he um, he had like a wiffle ball setup going on that he really liked. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy him a batting tee. I'm going to buy him the – if I can find like the smallest, lightest uh, aluminum bat, I will do that. And then like softcore balls. You know how they have like softcore mm-hmm. balls for mm-hmm. T-ball. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And um, they had a 12-and-a-half-ounce bat that was 24 inches long that was perfect for him. And he loved it so much that he wanted to sleep with it the first night. And um, he was actually pretty good at hitting the ball off the tee. I, I was, I didn't know what to expect because one thing is to do it with a wiffle ball. Uh, another thing is to do it with the actual tee and a ball and a bat. Uh, but he wasn't bad. Um, so, yeah. So and, and then while I was there, I bought, like, some shorts and some shirts for me. Uh, you know, right. Like, I end up just buying more stuff than I need in that situation. And Aria was with us, and she's like, can I have some of these Dodger stickers? And I was like, all right, fine, Dodger stickers, here we go. Throw that in there. You know, like, so it just became a thing. Like, you know, she wanted a bike helmet for her bike, and, you know, it just a lot of things happened there. So, yes, that's the store that ends up happening for me where I end up just buying too much stuff. But you're telling me something here today, Laura, that I do need to know, and this is about mm-hmm. – so, so Target – in a world where gas prices have never been higher, mm-hmm. inflation is out of control, yep. interest rates are on the rise, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, you're telling me that Target is actually cutting prices on certain things. Yep. And you know, George, I happen to be in the market right now for a fine piece of art. Maybe I'll go to Target and see what they've got in their home goods department. There you go. Maybe you Get can add to uh, stuff in the bathroom. You know, it's just your dad already put in that bidet telling you right now everybody's sending me notices on twitter about how the bidet is going to change my life tomorrow i will be telling everybody yay on bidet or no on bidet oh you messed that up why big time i mean i Total thought you were yay on bidet or nay on bidet oh i didn't get to nay on bidet that's good thank you yeah i mean come on cap yay or nay on bidet yeah tomorrow Hi, Beautiful Cappy. people. Hi, Cappy. You have a nice, clean Caplinadas. We haven't said that Caplinadas. in a while. We haven't said mm-hmm. that in a long time. Yes. I know. I want um, some of those. Yeah, that is a great good. what you need to know, Laura, because if they are selling stuff cheap, it is the time to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is definitely one of those spots where people, I know plenty of my wife included, definitely stocks up on too much stuff. So that and Costco. But Costco, oh, Costco, forget for about sure. it. Sure. Costco, end up like it. you. You end up with like seventeen tubs of peanut butter for. Like, oh, dude! Uh, if know. anybody Never. needs, if anybody needs paper towels, I got seventy-five <laughs> rolls of paper <laughs> towels sitting back here right now. And the tub I mean, of there's a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with two children in this house, so it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot of peanut butter consumption in this house. Yeah, and they come in those big jars too. No, no, no. Yeah. no. I put a little peanut butter bars. in my uh, in my smoothies. In I my, do too. Uh, I love that. Shakes. Yeah, I like it in an acai bowl. 
Yeah, it's not bad either. Peanut butter is good for you for the most part. I mean, you can't have too much of anything, to be honest. But there's, uh, but yeah. Laura, if we give you peanut butter, are no. we trying to kill you? No, Laura can't. She'll die. I know. Well, her boyfriend tried to kill her a couple weeks ago, remember? <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah. You know what? I, I completely forgot to bring that up during my meeting with him. Oh, you should have. He, he was so worried he were, too. He's like, is he going to talk about the Disneyland incident? <laughs> I was like, uh, no. Siobhan Roberts, um, Monterosa. Uh, thinks that we're going too far with the uh, and she's a big fan of the show, but she thinks Brady's junk. We're we're just going we're going too far. The bidet is one thing, but Brady's junk. I'm with her. I think we probably went a little too far on Brady. Hey, by the way, I got news for you. That's a but national talking point. Yeah. It's a national talking point. People are very consumed with Tom Brady and his underwear. Yeah. I think that the topic ex- itself is fine, but as usual, Cap just. Always extra. What do you mean, me extra? George is the one that said, is he packing heat? That was a phrase that George Sedano used. And then you went on to talk about, like, the size of the bulge and all this stuff. Right, you did. Well, I'm just saying that people said he had a triple X cup on. All right, then we can move on. I mean, yeah, yeah. there we go. What can I tell you guys? You just did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Thanks, Cappy. All right, so go to Target. Thanks to Laura. (laughs) What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, so Derek Carr, do you believe? Because there's, when you look at the NFL, right, there was a lot of talk about, like, for example, Tua, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, Tua can't, no excuses anymore. New coach, offensive-minded coach. They got him a ton, a ton of weapons, right? Um, you know, Hill, and you know they already drafted Waddle, and they brought in some running backs, and they drafted offensive linemen, and they signed the... You know, best left tackle in the free agency. So there's there's no more excuses for him. Are we there with Derek Carr too, though? I've because been he's with, been at this for a lot longer. Obviously. Yeah, I've been, I, I've been there with Derek Carr for a long time. Listen, I like Derek Carr. I like him as a guy. Agreed. Yeah. I I I like him okay as a quarterback. I think you know what I think of Derek Carr. I think he's a great leader. I don't know if his skill set is equal to how great a leader he is. I agree with you. He he is not only a great football leader, he's a great organizational leader. I've I've said this about Derek Carr a million times. For a guy who had to go from Oakland to Las Vegas, for a guy who's had probably four or five head coaches, same with offensive coordinators, and hasn't had a ton of talent and had to usher a team from one city to a new city, Derek Carr is a great organizational leader. Could he be a Super Bowl champion quarterback? I suppose if he had lots of pieces around him. Throughout his Raider career, he has not necessarily. This is probably the best he's had, what he's got right now. But, you know, George, it's like I said to you last year about Aaron Rodgers. If I were the Packers, I would never have signed Aaron Rodgers. Because when you have a quarterback who's starting on your team for 10 years and there's no Super Bowl appearances, it's time to say, we got to move on. I feel that way about Derek Carr for the Raiders. I felt the same way about Aaron Rodgers for the Packers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a Super Bowl champion quarterback in 2010. And, and the difference is he's been flirting with wanting to leave, and you allegedly drafted the guy that was going to replace him, but he apparently isn't very good because you probably would have replaced him if he was that good. I would think that's what the Packers are saying. Now, now just this is interesting you brought up Derek Carr today. I'm really glad you did this. So, George, you know that Aaron Donald has just become the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL, right? We know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aaron Donald will make, on average, $31.6 million per year going forward. Okay. After Aaron Donald, the top defensive players in the NFL, T.J. Watt, $28 million, Joey Bosa's $27 million, Miles Garrett, $25 million, Khalil Mack, $23.5 million, Max Crosby, same thing, $23.5 million. Aaron Donald, George, is the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL. He's the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL. But if I tell you the names that make more money than Aaron Donald, you tell me who you'd rather have, this quarterback or Aaron Donald. You ready? Okay, go ahead. Carson Wentz makes $32 million. Aaron Donald makes 31.6. Easy, Aaron Donald. Jared Goff makes $33.5 million to Aaron Donald's 31.6. Easy, Aaron Donald. Kirk Cousins makes $35 million, Aaron Donald 31.6. Easy, Aaron Donald. How about Matthew Stafford makes $40 million? If I told you you had to give up either Matthew Stafford, your quarterback, or Aaron Donald, the most disruptive defensive player perhaps that the NFL has ever known, would you give up Matthew Stafford or would you give up Aaron Donald? 
I mean, if you're if it's an either or yep. scenario, um, and I can only have one, then I'm taking Aaron Donald, but not as easy as the ones you've mentioned previously. Derek Carr makes forty point four seven million. Think about that. Derek Carr makes ten million dollars more a year than Aaron Donald. This whole argument about but they're quarterbacks. They touch the ball every play. Okay, I got gotcha. you. But really, like, what player, if you take him off your team, changes your team so drastically? Aaron Donald, to me, is irreplaceable. Matthew Stafford, great year, Super Bowl champion, funny commercials now. But I take Aaron Donald over my quarterback. Yeah, sure. He's one of the few people you would do that with. There's not very many people in the history of the game, to be honest with you, that you would do that with. I'm with you. But listen to this. Top paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers first at $50 million. Deshaun Watson. This is, you talk about like screwing up everything. Guaranteed contract, all this money, and now more allegations, and who knows if he'll play. Patrick Mahomes at $45 million, Josh Allen at $43 million. Then Derek Carr comes in at forty point five. Aaron Donald's the highest paid defensive player in the league. And he makes ten. He makes ten million dollars less than his own quarterback, and he makes less than Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Now, when you hear it like that, doesn't that sound crazy? It is crazy. But we live in a quarterback world, you know. That's the reality of it. True, true. And whether you like it or not, that's the most important position in the sport. And it's why those guys, uh, particularly a guy like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, tried it and has had some modicum of success when it comes to it, but. That's why they've tried to exert some of their power. By the way, Russell Wilson, $35 million. Yeah. No, but I'd take Russell Wilson over, over Aaron Donald probably. It just, it, this list blew my mind today. When I saw Jared Goff and Carson Wentz both make more money than Aaron Donald, I thought to myself, I think I'd rather have Aaron Donald play quarterback. Yeah. Than those two guys. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Right. Trying to bring that guy down. That'd right. be funny. We're gonna give you. We're gonna give you fifty-one million. We're gonna have you paid more than Aaron Rodgers, but we need you to play quarterback too. <laughs> <laughs> Got to play both ways, bro. Right. Uh, all right. Coming up next, our buddy Richard Jefferson uh, said something. He took exception to something the commissioner in the NBA, Adam Silver, said about the amount of games. And uh, you know, you know, I love RJ, but I I think he's on the wrong side of this. Uh, we'll get into the, some of that on the other side. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Do you remember the movie, Cappy? I do remember the movie. I do. Um, What I always remember about the movie is the one scene where they're by the lake and he's got his big giant motorcycle, and you realize how small Prince was because the Harley Davidson was, like, massive in comparison. At least I think it was a Harley Davidson. It was a road bike. It just looks so big. And was it Apollonia? Was she the Mm co-star? Yeah, I haven't seen that movie, Purple Rain. Gosh, man. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Anybody seen it recently? No, no. Where would you no. find it? I mean, probably on a streaming service, I'm sure. When yeah, you, where would Netflix. you find it? I bet you right now. Again, just Google. Well, I would probably start with Netflixing it. You know, like where I'd probably go stream- to Netflix first. Yeah, but then first. what if it's not there? Right, then I'd have to try and find another streaming service. Anybody know? Or you just is Look, everybody here, now of the here, Google here's a, opinion? Here's a little trick for you, right? Hey, go ahead. All you got to do is type into Google. Google.com. Mm-hmm. Where to stream? Google.com, yeah. <laughs> where to stream Purple Rain. Yeah, yeah. Purple Rain. Wait and a minute. then it says here, Purple Rain, a romance movie starring Prince Apollonia and Morris Day, is available to stream now. Watch it on the Roku channel, Prime Video, Voodoo, Voodoo Movie, and TV Store or Boom. Redbox. Cap, okay. do you have a Roku? I do. So the easiest thing in the world if you have a Roku is to just go to the install the app mm-hmm. on your Did phone. It? Did it? Yeah. Oh, and not on my phone. Okay, go ahead. On your phone. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into like, it serves as like a remote control. You know, mm-hmm. you pair it with your TV, mm-hmm. whatever. Then there's a search button at the top. And you click on that and you type in whatever the movie is, TV show, whatever you want to watch. 
and it will show you all of the the channels that have it streaming, and yeah. you just click on it, and it takes you to one okay. of them. Okay. By the way, I do have the Roku app on my phone, and I'm now looking for it. Okay. Let me see. Purple Rain. Purple Rain, Purple Rain, 1984. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I can watch it now for free on Roku. Whoa. There you go. That's what I told you. Wow. I'm going to watch it tonight. You are? Yeah. I love how surprised yeah. you are. I think it's hilarious. It's a great well, trick. Well, a couple things, George. I'm surprised. A, I had the Roku app on my phone. Yeah. B, I'm surprised that Purple Rain is available for me on Roku. And C, I'm surprised I even have Roku to even watch something like this. I'm pretty proud of myself right now. This is feeling like a big dub for me. Good for you. A lot of dubs today for you. Yeah, I feel two. Two, two dubs so far for me. So um, let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Lindsay, so Richard Jefferson, Adam Silver, let's go back to that. Adam Silver said, basically, he was asked about shortening the season. And he said, look, I'm not opposed to it. Like, I, I've got to see the science behind it, right? If it makes sense financially, all that stuff. Can we make it up? Blah, 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 blah. So Richard Jefferson was on NBA Today, our pal, and basically said, uh, toughen up. It, it Basically, it's coddling players. And by shortening the season, um, you know, you're coddling them that basically – if uh, the, the reason that professional athletes separate themselves from normal people is that they can do things like this. Um, and yes, I understand that. But what Richard would be missing, in my estimation, while he does have an interesting perspective regarding being a professional athlete, having played that sport for well over a decade, uh, including on uh, Lindsay's Cleveland Cavaliers who won the championship. That's right. And But what I would say to you is we live in an era of really short attention spans. And I don't think the NBA has a problem with length of game like baseball does, for example. But I do think that seasons are too long. And, I, you know, I've said this before. I don't know if, it, if you were on that day. Or maybe you were off for the graduation stuff. But I said I loved the 66-game season when they came out of the lockout. Now, I didn't love it 66 games in 123 nights. That was insane. Um, but I do believe that 66, even 72 games – I think is is fantastic. And I, I remember when I was a kid, the NBA would start in November. And the NBA calendar has moved up to October. And I don't have an issue with that so much. But I do think that you, if you shorten the games, you could start later. And I think that you could find a way to keep people's attention a little better. Maybe I'm wrong. I also believe in scarcity, right? I think that that helps the NFL. I believe I, – look, you're never going to do 16 games or 17 games or whatever it is. But I do believe in the law of economics in that regard, right? Like, you know, the, the more scarce a product is, the, the more people will have demand for it. So Richard Jefferson's argument is what, though? Like that back in my day, we had to play a full that 82. That you'd be coddling players by doing yeah. that. There's and, no and, need to do that. Well, look, um, I really – think the NBA season and particularly the regular Wait, do you season. you want to hear what he said himself? Yeah, I'd like to actually hear it so that I can make sure I, I comment specifically on what he says. Sure, right, go it, ahead. Play. I started it like midway through because it's like two and a half minutes, but this, this part is the, the gist of it. They have extra training staff. When I came into the league, you had two doubled as an equipment manager. Now you have a massage therapist to travel with teams. Now guys are, you want to shorten the season? Like, how much more do we have to make this coddling and all of this stuff go with the players? It makes absolutely no sense. Professional sports is not good on your body. It's supposed to separate the people that can do it from the people that can't do it. And while we do want our best product on the floor, part of greatness is longevity. That's what Michael Jordan, that's what, that's what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that's what LeBron James, all of these guys, we talk about their greatness over a long period of time. And to keep eliminating this and dialing back to the point where it's like there's nothing else for the players to do. I think it is a joke. I think they should never do this. Now, if you were talking about the in-season tournament, I think that's 100% maybe if you wanted to just have a little bit more space. But this right here is the epitome of coddling players to make sure that everything is okay on top of the fact that players are taking rest days. On top of the fact that they're taking rest days right now. So how are you going to give them rest days and then say, well, we're going to shorten it to 60 games. We're going to shorten it to 70 games. Yeah, you All get right. the point. You get the yeah. point. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like what Richard Jefferson is doing, though, is coming at it from the former player perspective. That's what he is. Hey, when I played, we had to play 82 games. When I grew up, Michael Jordan had to go the marathon. He didn't have to just go the sprint. That's what separated Michael Jordan from other people is his ability to show up every night and perform. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
I think Richard Jefferson should be looking at it from my perspective. Here's my perspective. The NBA season is too long because the regular season is lame. It's boring. Okay? Like, in other words, if there were fewer games to the regular season, therefore making each game that much more important, that makes it more interesting. An example. We all want more NFL football. 16 games isn't enough. So they added a 17th regular season game. They added more playoff opportunities. We want more football. You know what I want less of? Less regular season NBA. And I'll throw this in, too. I want less regular season baseball. I love the 60-game season. Maybe a little too short. Maybe if it were 90 games. But I think fewer games means more um, more importance per game. Well, so, here's what I'll tell you about baseball. Uh, I, I think the NBA should be somewhere between 66 and 72. That's just me personally. I think you can start at Christmas, make that your day, the opening day. You have the five teams. Uh, or if you want to do like a separate opening day, that's fine. Maybe start December 15th, right, or whatever. And then you also have your Christmas thing. So very early in the season, you're packing in a lot of marquee games. You're grabbing people's attention. And that's what they did during the strike-shortened season. As far as baseball, though, you're never going to – I mean, I would go with 120 personally because here's the thing. There's not a lot of off days in baseball, okay? I mean, there's a getaway day here and there for the most part. But generally speaking, the, the, the reason baseball will never decrease, not significantly, like to the point where you said 90 games or whatever like that, because the networks need tonnage. <laughs> baseball in the middle of the summer – uh, gives you tonnage, right? It gives you games, live sports that people will watch in their regions or nationally or whatever. And while soccer has grown in this country and other sports in the summer have grown in this country, uh, women's sports particularly, the WNBA, has grown exponentially. I mean, it's you're talking about like four or 500,000 people watching every single WNBA game now. Um, I mean, if you would have said that to me, you know, five to 10 years ago, I would have said, you're nuts. That's never, that, that's, there, there's no way that will happen that quickly. And it has. Um, so I, I do think that there's more to it, but I think a lot of it is also driven by the networks too, Cappy. Well, yeah, but all I'm saying is this, listen, as a fan, I find 162 games in baseball to be excessive. It's by much. the way, last night I'm watching a ball game for freaking hours. Yo, yeah. it's mm-hmm. long and it's boring. So if you cut it down, I said 90 games could be 120 games. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm just saying that by eliminating 30% of the season, all these games are that much more meaningful. Same goes for the NBA. Um, if you could cut from 82 games down to, you mentioned 66 or 72, either of those work for me. Just just lose six or eight games, and games have that much more meaning. I think what Richard Jefferson is saying, though, is, is that the players in the NBA are perceived by the fans and by the former players as being prima donnas. This particular class of player who he's talking about takes nights off, like, how dare you take a night off? Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, they, they want to manage guys' bodies. And there's 82 games, so I don't want them to play in every game. I don't want them to get hurt. I don't want them to put more wear and tear on them. So I know where Richard's coming from, but if he was stood over here on my side, I'd be like, yo, dude, regular season is boring. Too many games. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> but you also don't love basketball that way. No, I love football. So for me... 16 right, but games you can't wasn't play enough. more football games because literally you won't have you you know you won't have players to play. No, no, I know, but what I'm saying is is that 16 games we wanted more, so they added a 17th game. I was totally fine with 16 games. Well, I did I'm not just, need a 17th game. Well, it, I well, actually not, think that football, generally speaking, on Thursdays, while it's 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 become more of the norm, um, it's still not great football. And if you watch the teams that play on Thursday, generally speaking, the next time they play. Um, and now a lot of teams um, have a long, a long stretch off um, after the fact, but it's not always the case. And I, I just think that Thursday players still complain about Thursday night football. They complain about a lot of things. Thursday nights, international travel games, you know, when they don't have a home game, when they're coming back from something. I mean, listen, there's th- nothing's perfect. All I'm saying is, yeah, I'm a football first guy. I want more football. I am not a basketball first guy, so I actually want a little less basketball because I want each game to be more meaningful. And I feel yeah, the same way about baseball. Number? You're not because again, you have to be able to do that to a, to a point where um, you're satisfying your TV partners, right? You are satisfying your season ticket holders and satisfying your ownership groups. Yeah. So you want to know what the numbers are? What's that? In basketball, it's 82, and in baseball, it's 162. You want to know why? Because ain't no owner in any sport going to do less. 
all these owners are like, yo, if I have to take less games, that means less money. I'm not doing that. These guys get out there and play. Well, the only way you do less games, if you're any sport, is if you know you can bake it into a new deal where you can convince the TV rights holder, hey, we want an increase, but it's going to be more scarce, which means, in theory, more people will want the games, will want to watch the games. Okay. Well, I don't see, I don't see football. Uh, let me rephrase. I don't see baseball or basketball eliminating games anytime in the very near future, especially baseball. I you know, bet you basketball will because they want to do that midseason tournament. Yeah, but then are they really eliminating games? Well, they are eliminating some games. Yes, they have to. So if you play 72 regular season games and you eliminate 10, but then you play right, mid-season that doesn't mean everybody's going to go deep in the tournament, though. I try and maybe intentionally get out. What, what do you win if you win the midseason tournament? What, what are they talking about? I would imagine it's, some, it's very similar to soccer. It'll be some sort of cup or trophy or something, you know? Mm, I'm not into it. I think not it's stupid, the, too. Yeah, not into the midseason idea of, a, of an NBA tournament. I think that's so dumb. The whole season's a tournament. Um, yeah, I, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I don't think it's stupid. I, I think that it does. In, because if you can incentivize the team that wins the um, or even the two finalists, right, that get to the um, midseason tournament, let's say you give them the number one pick or something like that. Like, that's worth it, you know? Mm, I, don't know. I, I don't like it. You know, again, you're not Mr. Evolution. We know that. I don't know. Does everybody here like the idea of a mid-season tournament? We're going to stop the regular season so that we can play a mid-season tournament? What are we doing? We're, the whole season's a tournament. Why do we need a mid-season tournament? I mean, we've stopped to play the Olympics in hockey. We have in the past stopped to play the Olympics, but the Olympics are not a mid-season tournament. The Olympics are international I mean, it's competition. A tournament. Yeah, it's basically a tournament. But though. it's representing your country. Yeah, but it's still a tournament. Not, not everybody plays camp. in it. I think it's dumb. I think it's unnecessary, and I feel like it's just like a money. And obviously, they, they always want to make more money, but I just feel like it's going to water down the product for the fans. That's what I think. Um, look, it, it is definite. I don't know if it waters it down if you have if you have less games during the regular season. But what I would say is the if you can incentivize those teams that it's the fan bases where you can get like a number one pick. Man, let me tell you something. I think that there because all of a sudden, what if like the Lakers win? Remember who don't have picks. Then what? They get the number one pick in the draft. I don't know, you think Pretty, the players that changes that changes fortunes for sure. You think the players would care? You think like LeBron James would say to everybody in the locker room, "Hey guys, guys, we got to take this really serious because the future of the organization." I don't think it would hurt him. It. it would actually extend his career. I don't know. I, I do not like this idea. Now, listen, if it happens and they do it and it's awesome, I reserve the right to change my mind. My thought right now is no, having a can't. midseason tournament. Really, can't no no not allowed. None. Okay, once you make a decision, that's it. It's written in stone. Fiend. Okay, well then, in, in this case, let it be written, George. I am anti-midseason tournament. There you go. It has been written in a tab- on a tablet. How about that? Very nice. Not Thank like a you. stone tablet, just like an iPad. Got it. Yeah. Modern day. Yeah. Uh, all right, big deal, no deal. That's coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you, Christopher. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so there will be at least one big change regarding figure skating at the 2026 Winter Olympics that are coming up in Italy. The International Skating Union raised the minimum age limit from 15 to 17 earlier today. The decision to raise the age requirement comes months after Russian skater Kamila Valiva tested positive for some disease that I can't pronounce, not disease, uh, medication 
Tremez Zedadine, uh, after helping her team win an event in this past Winter Olympics. The ISU cited physical injury and mental health concerns as a reason for the change in age requirements. Sedona, was this a big deal or no deal? Um, the age requirement. Um, hmm. I'm going to say, look, I, I feel like as a parent, the age requirement stuff always becomes an issue one way or another, regardless of what it is, right? Like regardless of how we slice it, right? We've, we've seen in youth sports, I remember, what was that kid's name that played in the Little League World Series? Danny Almonte? Danny Almonte, right. Where yeah. did that come from? How the hell did that just pop into my brain and out of Look my mouth? That. Look That's at one that. of the you, greatest 30 for 30 shorts, by the way. You have such a great sports Tourette for that. There you How go. About that? Excellent work out of you. But yeah, I just feel like this stuff is always an issue, regardless of what sport, um, what gender, all that stuff. I do feel like this stuff is always going to be at the crux of some people's uh, minds. Well, I'm going to jump in here, Lindsay, and I'm going to tell you I think this is a big deal just because, again, back to the beginning of the story, because after you tried to pronounce the Russian skater's name and after you tried to pronounce whatever it is that she tested positive for, whatever, I got confused. But bottom line is these young skaters have to be older to get into the Olympics. That's the storyline, right? Yes. Instead of being able to qualify at 15, you have to be 17. Okay. Listen, do you guys ever, anybody ever been around any ice skater families? Nope. One. But okay. I was a big fan. Like, okay. watched it very, very obsessively when I was younger. Okay, because ice skating families, like, they have, like, you know those TV shows about, like, cheerleader families and, like, you know, honey boo-boo weirdo, um, like, pageant girls that are little girls, right? You know what I'm talking about here? Ice skating families are wackos, okay? And I say that with love. Because these kids will find themselves in the ice skating rink at 4 a.m. in the morning because that's the only yeah. time they can get ice time or right. 11 o'clock at night. And a lot of times, these girls, they wind up going and they live in another part of the country with another family because they got to ha- go to their skating coach and they can't live in Anaheim anymore, so they got to move to Denver or whatever. I'm telling you that the figure skating world is a strange subculture because these kids are so young. I think it's a big deal. I think it's a good move. I feel like it's a good idea for like the, you know, the reasons that they gave, but I also feel like there's something really, really cool about seeing a 15 year old competing, doing all that crazy stuff. And, you know, they retire by the time they're like 20. Yeah. You know, when they're, when they're past 20. It's over very quickly. Right. But it's weird just because I feel like on the flip side, they just recently lowered the age minimum for some of the other winter sports, like, or at least the summer ones, like skateboarding or you know snowboarding, some of those things where you used to have to be like 17 or 18, and now I think you only have to be 14. So it's kind of weird how they, they changed it, but whatever. I don't make the rules. All right, so next one. In a trailer for an upcoming episode of HBO's The Shop, LeBron James named the team that he would like to play for out of all of the remaining playoff teams. Here is a... Uh, quick clip of the trailer that it was in of the teams love playing which one would you want to play for yeah they'd be going safe i would love getting into a pissing match with draymond i love when somebody cuts me out all right so it, it, we don't really know like when the episode was recorded we don't know which teams were in the mix when he it was made that recorded comment in the last month or so yeah so is what he said a big deal or no deal sedano no deal um I think that, you know, first of all, LeBron and Draymond, ever since the punch to the junk, um, have actually become very friendly uh, over the years and very complimentary of each other. And they also share an agent. Uh, so there's that. And then the other aspect of this is he is right. Historically, when he's had a teammate that's willing to cuss him out, um, I saw it with Dwayne Wade. I saw it with Rajon Rondo the year they won the championship. I feel like he performs better in those situations when he's got someone willing to challenge him. I don't really think it's a big deal that LeBron was asked a question. If you could either play for the Celtics or the Warriors, who would you want to play for? It's kind of a fun question to put him in the middle of, so he answered it. So I don't think it's a really big deal, but I will say this, that I'm not ruling out anything with LeBron, meaning he hasn't signed long-term with the Lakers. He may play this this year, and who knows? Well, maybe he finds a way to play with Steph Curry eventually. Never going to happen. Never happen. Not on the Warriors, no. Why would Unless he? That's wh- where Bronny ends up. 
See? See? So don't say but never. that's the only out. I like, mean, you say you're not an absolutist, but yet you say never. I, I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen. Well, I don't rule anything out. That's all I'm saying. I feel like LeBron cares way too much about what people think of him and his legacy and blah, 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 for him to just go join the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, when you're, but when you're late in your career and you're 39 years old and you're a free agent, and you're like, where do I want to go? I don't know. I feel like he would retire before he would, you know, started making moves like that. Like he, could, he could retire tomorrow and everyone would be like, you know, people, people would praise him. I'm just saying I'm not ruling it out. He seems to really want to play with Steph at some time. He plays with him at the All-Star game. And at the All-Star game is where he really tells everybody how much he wants to play with him. I was going to say, he has mentioned it before. You have a point. He's not playing for the Warriors. All right. You done with that, Cap? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, just making sure. All right, so I don't know if you guys remember the show. I'm pretty sure Laura should. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will. But Pimp My Ride was one of MTV's most successful yeah. shows ever. Oh, yeah. Love Great Pimp show. My Ride. Okay. So it, for anyone who doesn't I had know, a friend who was on Pimp My Ride. Well, I want you to ask your friend about this then because the show, which highlighted the transforma- transformation of beaten and broken down cars into undeniably cool vehicles with features and accessories that the average person could not even begin to dream of, was apparently all fake. So last week, an entire Twitter thread was dedicated to just how fake the show was, and people were shocked to discover the truth. And in fact, I even saw in that thread that was one of Tiffany Haddish's first acting roles ever, was appearing as some dude's girlfriend on Pimp My Ride. No way. Yeah. So I was shocked. I mean, I knew that they exaggerated some things and that, like, you know, there's like a fish tank or something, obviously, that doesn't really work. But the concept of the show was really, really cool, and I always wanted to, like, be on it. So is finding out that Pimp My Ride was totally fake a big deal or no deal? Um, I, I don't remember the specifics of it, but I could ask him. Um, my buddy Marcel Hall, and um, he he didn't tell me it was fake. I mean, they didn't do a ton of stuff it to his is. car. It is that, as in you know that it is now or you knew that it was back then? I knew. Really? I didn't. Did you How? know, Cap? I No. In fact, I always thought... Listen, maybe I'm just naive, but I looked at MTV Cribs, and that was like one of my favorite shows. I loved MTV show, Cribs. Yeah. Right. Very but, but what we never really knew about everybody that we were seeing on MTV Cribs was, yo, did you buy all this stuff? Are you renting That's this house? Is it, mm-hmm. is, it, mm-hmm. is it like furnished and rented? Like we never really knew. But with Pimp My Ride, I was always like, okay, I've got this old junker. They're going to turn it into this rock star vehicle. And I never once for a second knew that they were acting. No, I mean, that's kind of like spoiler alert, so it's catfish and a lot of the stuff that they... A lot of the MTV stuff is very, very, very fake and scripted. Sorry, guys. Well, the catfish one, like, I know a lot of people that some crazy things that have happened that you couldn't even, like, you couldn't even make up. So, I, I mean, I'm sure some of it's fake, but I feel like that's also a very real element to that. But the Pimp My Ride was such a disappointment. Like, I love that show so much. I know, like, five people that were on catfish and got paid very well for it. Really? Yes. The Tiffany wow. Haddish screenshot on Pit My Ride was like what blew my mind. I was just like, no. Is it going to surprise you if I tell you that I don't know who Tiffany Haddish is? You would know who she was if you saw her. Mm-hmm. I'm with Lindsay. You would Tiffany 100%. Haddish. You probably know who she was if you heard her voice. Oh, what was like, I'm trying to think of some of the names of the, the movies she was in. She was in that movie, I think it was the Boss Lady movie where she. Girls switched, Trip. Girls Trip, yeah. That was a good movie. Let's see here. I just found her on Twitter. Actress. She says, I'm a a comedian, actress, dancing machine, and energy producer. Just know that she ready. If you saw a clip of her, you'd know who she was. She's ready. I'm going to follow her. She's good. I don't know Uh, anything about her. I'm reading here a story on Pip My Ride. um, And it says here that while there were the more elaborate ones were removed immediately, like they were taken apart immediately, there were plenty that were still, there were some, not plenty that were still allowed to keep their rides, but they have to sign a uh, some sort of agreement to not sell the modified car for several years, particularly on eBay. And most of the people were actors. Uh, no, they would, according to this paid. story, that they would make people do uh, like an acting class in like, they do like a house right. kind of situation. So yeah. that's still that's still very fabricated, right? It is fabricated, but not all of them got to, you know, didn't keep their cars. It just makes me, it raises so many questions for me. Like, like what about a, was a home, home makeover on ABC or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that fake? 
Right, because remember at the end of that one? At the end of that one, they would always like reintroduce this needy family that had to have this house rebuilt, and everybody was crying and all over each other. Are you telling me that's fake? That's what I want to know. I feel like this raises a lot of questions. Very skeptical now of reality TV. Oh, reality TV is definitely not. Yep. I mean, I know like I know like the Kardashians and and like Below Deck, like those shows are all like scripted, I would say, you know, but I feel like back in the day, this was when it was still at least I thought it was still somewhat legit. I was wrong. Big disappointment, right? For me it is. I don't know about you, but for me it was. Do we have one more or we got to go? We've got to go. Got right, to go. Big deal or no deal each and every day at 6:30 right here on this very show. All right, coming up next, Lindsay actually found this story earlier in the week and we didn't get a chance to get to it. It's about Reggie Bush um, and just kind of an interesting twist to his college football career. We'll tell you about that coming up in a sec. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Great song. So many great songs in this catalog. It's just insane. I was just getting down all by myself, you know, and um, thought I was all by myself. And then my with that song, Cap. My my daughter Jillian stuck her head in the studio here at my house, and she was like laughing at me. And I'm like, I looked over, and she's like, she's sitting here laughing at me because I'm just getting down. Uh, 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 yeah. You sound like you're in pain. No, I'm not. I'm not in pain. Feeling great. Feeling really, really good. But just sometimes a certain song, Lindsay, feels a certain way, and you have to have that release of energy. Okay. And for me, it goes like this. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. See? The first one sounded a lot worse, just saying. And we it did. It sounded like you were in pain a little bit. Really? No, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, though. Although I will tell you guys, um, I have noticed recently that um, my left toe, the one next to my big toe, what do you call the toe that's next to your big toe, the one to the left of your big toe? Your pointer toe. Is that what that's called? I mean, you call it your pointer finger, so I call it your pointer toe. Well, um, it's just now finally recovering from the bee sting, which has got to be, what, two months ago? At least? Well, I feel like it was longer than that. I'm telling you. You I don't understand. I was in Boston so, uh, for a spring game when you did that. So that had to have been the be- first week of April. Yep. So here we are now with the first week of June. It's been two months since I got stung by that bee. Toe's just getting right. I'm telling you right now, bee sting, dangerous. Yeah. So the the second toe is called the long toe, actually. The long toe? No one calls it that. I don't call it that. No, but it is longer. Mine's not. Your long toe is shorter than your big toe? I feel like all my toes go are smaller in size from the, sm- the big one all the way down to the right, small Right, but one. most people, Cap's right, is that the second toe is the bigger one. The oh. longer one, I should say. Interesting. Can anybody please cut out when George just said Cap's right so that I can use it as a drop on the show when I'm right, I know I'm right, but George tells me I'm wrong? But at least then I have ammunition when I can just play it. Cap's right. Cap's right. Mm-hmm. Caps Although right. Lindsay is correct, too, uh, the innermost toe, the second toe, can be called the long toe, the index toe, the pointer toe. So there you go. Oh, Lindsay the pointer was right toe. Too. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get, like, those cramps in your toes that they don't go away? Oh, I, hate I get those. cramps in, like, the arch of my foot. Oh, yeah, those are, those are bad, too. Yeah. That, that's cramps. usually why I get cramps mm-hmm. in my feet because of all the hiking I do. That's why. Yeah, put it's a lot hiking. of mileage on these puppies. You know, yeah. you probably—I mean, do you, do you wear specific shoes for that? Yeah, I have hiking shoes that Nike makes. Okay, because I was gonna say I—I I used to run a lot, and I found out that I had um like very flat-footed. So I went to the Brooks store and they custom-made me some running shoes because mm-hmm. I guess that's why I would get shin splints all the yeah. time. Right. Yeah. And they saved my life. Yeah, no, Nike makes uh, hiking shoes, so I, I, I have a pair. Did you get them at Dick's Sporting Goods? You get them at Dick's when they were on sale? No, I ordered it from the Nike app. Gotcha. You got a Nike guy? No, I just ordered it from the app. Oh, see, I got a Nike guy. Why do you need a guy? Just order well, it from the app. Well, let me explain to you why. Hey, you have Be- a plug? 
Do I have a plug? Yeah, like he's a plug. What does that mean? That means like when they have like exclusive sneakers drops that like yeah. he can hook you up with the ones that you know. Are you getting get. drops? Yeah. Well, I don't know about drops. I I can tell you right now. I I do. Oh wait, I do. Really? Oh, my daughter just walked in. She goes, "Yes, you do. You okay. do have a plug." Can can we can we can we share that? Can yeah. I have a Nike guy because, you know, like when you, when you want Nikes, George, you buy those hiking shoes. Let's say you paid $100 for them, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if I buy those same Nike shoes through my Nike guy, probably looking at about $45. Nice. Good for you. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to make it available. I will happily pay full price just to have access to buy some of the shoes that I get shut out of on a weekly basis. Because mm, you don't got a plug. Right. I do not have, I used to have a plug. How'd you get a plug? I'm with her. I'm with her. But you don't have a plug? Hell no! I don't got. I'm nobody. I don't got no plugs. Oh, I, I had one when I worked at Yahoo through uh, Chris Haynes. Chris Haynes got a lot of plugs. Yeah, I just didn't know I had a plug because well, I didn't know what a plug meant. You yeah. do, but now I do. I should have known. You have a guy for everything. You know. I told you, man. This one though is like this one is an important one though. Yeah, Can't believe time. you haven't shared this. So why aren't you wearing like fancy Jordans and stuff? Because I, you know this, George. I only wear the same pair of Nikes all the time. I wear the ones that don't yeah, have laces no that laces. I yeah, right. Yeah. The ones that have no laces that I can slide on. I like yeah. those. Yeah, I become addicted to those shoes. But they're they're also they're they scream something. You know that, right? What do they scream? That hey, I'm just old and I'm lazy at this point. Kind of, but I I did order a pair of like white high top Nike like leathery looking that I thought looked really cool, and then I put them on. I'm like they are so flat on my feet that they don't feel good. So I I just gave them to my son. I'm like here you have them. But yeah, um, you can wear you get some Jordan ones, man. They're nice. Jordan 1s? Yeah, a little mid-top. I'm going to Google those. Oh, wait. My daughter says Nike Blazers. What are those white ones that you have that I like so much? The ones white, I have? No, the white leather ones that you have that, that I like so He's much. talking to his daughter, I think. Yeah, no, no, the, the ones. The, the, the ones, they're leather, they're white. They're There's Air a Force name ones. for them. Air Force 1s. Yeah. I'm wearing them right now. That's what I want. What are you saying, George? Nike Jordan? You're saying Jordan yeah, Jordan what? ones. Jordan 1s? Yeah. I want They're a very dressy. Pair, yeah, white and black Jordan ones. I like those. Oh, those are I sharp. Ha- I have black on black Jordan ones with the white trim. See Ooh, now, I would like those too. See now, if I ordered these right now online, they're one hundred eighty-five dollars. Right. What's your you plug see, getting them for? My Nike guy, though. Yeah. Probably looking at less than a hundred bucks. But can right. you get the drops? Is what we want to know. What I want to know. Laura wants to know. Wow, these are these are hot. These are cool. Ask him if he can get any of the uh, sneakers app drops. Sneaker app drops? Yeah. The sneakers app. Is that anything to do with Nike? Yes. It's Nike sneakers app. It's spelled S-N-K-R-S. And it's an app that you have to download and you have to sign up to get alerts when certain oh, shoes come out. And you have like 10 minutes to get them. And then you always get an email that's like, sorry, you weren't selected. Oh. Cappy, yeah. that made me laugh. Like, it hurt a little bit because I've got that, you know, the sinus infection. But yeah. But I didn't fun. know. I mean, I didn't know the sneakers app. I didn't know that sneakers was associated with Nike, you know? Because there's other apps you can use. To buy sneakers at good prices. Oh, yeah. no. It, it's just a, it's S-N-K-R-S. It's not even the word sneakers. It's sneakers. Yeah. Oh. Okay, got it's it. It's the Nike app. All right. Well, I got a guy. That's all okay. I'm saying. There you go. Why did you hook Lindsay up with the guy? Sending you a list, Cap. And like okay. I said, I'm happy to pay, pay full price, retail price. I'm just not trying to pay, like, you know, the crazy resale prices for certain shoes. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, there's like a place in Vegas I don't. I think it's in the Caesars Forum shops. It's like a Nike store, I think, but it's yeah. not like a regular Nike outlet kind of store, but it's like super expensive, high-end Nike kind of sneakers. Well, that... the move is to go when you go to Portland, like to go there and just get it done. I'm going to go get – when I go to – I'm going to Portland this summer and because um, we're doing like a Pacific Northwest trip with the family, and I'm going to pop in there, and I'll just ship them to my house. I've never been to Portland. Well, there you go. If you go to Portland to get Nikes, you got to go to like the Portland outlets because they have shoes that nowhere else has. Really? Yeah, it's like going to the Yankee Candle outlet right in Massachusetts. Okay, well maybe we'll have to give George a list. <laughs> Things we want him to buy for us while he's in Portland. I mean, when Trudell and Mike and McMiniman do that trip for the Lakers, they go and they they stock up every time they go to Portland. Really? To the actual big time Nike place, you know, like the Nike store store. Hmm. Well, anyway, I don't know how we got onto this. How did we get on this? You were going to talk about Reggie Bush. Oh, yeah. Reggie Bush is nominated for the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame. But yet there's that whole Heisman thing. It's just kind of strange, and people pointed that out. I thought that was funny. So, in other words, Reggie Bush, by the way, for everybody who, you know, anybody who doesn't know this, to get into the College Football Hall of Fame, you had to have been an All-American. Yeah. 
So, you know, you may have had a really brilliant college career. You may have been, been a Heisman finalist. But if you weren't an All-American, you are not eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame. Correct. So Reggie Bush had one of the greatest college football careers that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Won the Heisman Trophy. Got caught up in a scandal, which, by the way, by today's standards, just so we're all clear, is today he's totally fine. If Reggie Bush did today what he did, call it 20 years ago at USC, maybe it wasn't that long ago, but probably 18, 16 years ago, everything's fine. So the fact that they took his Heisman Trophy from him and excommunicated him from the USC family, and now here he is, eligible and nominated, and probably going to get into the College Football Hall of Fame, somebody give that man back his freaking Heisman before OJ busts into a room with a gun and takes it. Whoa. What? Okay. That happened. Again, extra, bro. What happened? Always extra. And that's a fact. Did happen. So, anywho, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think the whole thing with Reggie Bush is pretty stupid in retrospect. I mean, I thought it was stupid at the time, but I definitely think it's even dumber in retrospect. Uh, look, he, he, it's not like we didn't, it's the same thing with Michigan and the Fab Five, right? Like, we saw the games. <laughs> they played in two national championships. You could take the banners down all you want. Right. I know I watched Jalen Rose and Jawan Howard and Chris Weber play. Right. You can take Reggie Bush's Heisman, but I saw all the moves and the right. touchdowns and the big yeah. wins and the Especially national championships. State game where he was like a video game. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can take the trophy, but you can't take away what he really did accomplish. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing ever. I, I just... Honestly, I can't wait till the NCAA is just completely just disbanded. When's that happening? I mean, I think in our lifetime. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it's probably more likely that the NCAA disbands than the NBA reduces the number of games that it plays. I would agree with that. But no, actually, no. I would say they're they're fairly equal. I think the NBA will do it sooner, so I guess I'd lean towards the NBA. Are you telling us that you're dropping a morsel right now? That you know Maybe. something? Maybe, but I got a headache, so I got to go. And we're done here in 10 seconds. Excellent work, Cappy. Yep, back to you. Way to tough it out. Excellent work, Lindsay and Laura. We will talk to you guys mañana. I am questionable for tomorrow, but I think I'll be here because I'm not Steve Mason. See ya.